All right, this is take three after getting a drink of water. So the question of whether California is bad is debatable. You know, with all these right-wing critiques of the state of California, which I get tired of. And that's basically the theme of this episode. It might be a multi-part episode. I'm, I'm thinking about that. Like, this is actually worth maybe like two or three more episodes. Because, you know... They really bash California quite a bit, so I think there's a lot to go over. So this is almost like the introductory episode, perhaps. Anyway, keep in mind that California is a large state, actually comparable to a nation. In fact, Governor Gavin Newsom has referred to it as a nation state, and not without reason. That being said, anyone who thinks there are only negative things about California likely has a bad diet of right-wing propaganda. Right-wing critics of California often focus on certain policies, political leanings, and socioeconomic issues that they perceive as problematic. And if you're sick of the right's constant California bashing, well, so am I. I get sick of it sometimes. At the same time, I don't intend for this to just be you know, a rigid, staunch defense of California. I'm not saying it's a perfect place or anything like that. But let's face it, you know, even though it has problems, so does probably every state in the United States. Some of them might have certain problems even worse than uh, whatever it, it would look like in California related to that particular issue. So, you know, the the critiques often include issues relating to gun control, California's supposedly bad rap on climate change, because too many people there actually believe climate change is real, and they obviously also bring up illegal immigration and crime, you know, all that fun stuff. These are all things that we are supposed to be very worried about, according to right-wing media, and which make California look bad or uniquely bad. And of course, there really are some issues that California faces. However, Republicans only ever want to address these issues to the extent that they bash Democrats and power corporations and theocrats, lower taxes, give more power to the fossil fuel industry, and advance advance the interests of white nationalists generally. And uh, that that might seem like it's an oversimplification, but it's it's almost not at all in any way, shape, or form. I suppose it might not apply to every Republican on the individual level, like you know your neighbor across the street. But nationally, that that is actually what the agenda has been. Um, you know, the cat's been let out of the bag. The mask has fallen. The uh, dog whistles have turned into bullhorns, etc., etc. There are, of course, some left-leaning critics of California, but the right has really intensified its focus on its liberalism, you know, high taxes and so-called open borders immigration policies, often unaware of the historic role California played in the development of not just the modern Democratic Party, but also prominent Republicans like Ronald Reagan, 
who was a Hollywood actor and was originally actually a little more of a liberal, but he sold out to the establishment and to Christian theocrats. It's also true that Reagan starred in a World War II propaganda film that positively featured multiple scenes of U.S. service members in drag, but no Republican wants to ever talk about that. So, I mean, if you take an actual look at the history of California, it's already a little bit more complex than just saying, oh, it's a bad place. Um, you know, that's not to say I would move there. Um, I, I don't tend to like large cities, but then again, California does have some uh, smaller towns in it. I think everyone just thinks of California as, you know, Los Angeles and a few other big cities like California or not California, um, San Francisco, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not just that, you know, you even have mountainous regions and all that kind of stuff. I just get sick of all the California bashing and their hypocritical hatred of Hollywood when like just, re just recently, you know, like this Lauren Boebert clown in California after all of her talk of, you know, uh, basically being a puritanical Christian and, you know, like how she's all perfect and more holy than thou and all that. Well, she was caught um, basically whacking off her date in a movie theater or groping him or something like that. <laughs> I've even seen the, seen the footage. Like she was, she was getting frisky and it was a public place and she was vaping there at the, uh, did I say movie theater? It was actually a, a theater theater. And it, it was a, as it was pro, a production of the Beetlejuice show. Um, the, the theatrical play, I guess. I've never really looked that much into that. But it sounds like it'd be interesting. But apparently Lauren Boebert, when she wasn't busy, like taking flash photography and you know, making an ass of herself by being noisy and disruptive. Apparently she was getting frisky with her date. And uh, hypocritically so, of course, that's really one of the big scandalous aspects of it is that, you know, like, well, think of it this way. If, if it was, you know, like a, a black woman or, a, or or somebody like that, you know, creating a scene like that in a movie theater. Somebody like Lauren Boebert would look at that news coverage and say, well, see, this is a, a sign of the downfall of the morality of the United States or something like that. And she would attack it as like a liberal lack of morality or something like that. But if it's her doing it, oh, well, who cares? So in general, I believe that Californian state of mind often affects their state of affairs, you know, just, just like, uh, any other state. So I, I think that when, uh, you know, people are constantly bashing it or whatever, it it probably makes it harder for them to actually come up with any solutions to whatever problems they have, because, you know, if you're constantly just tearing something down or having other people tear it down, well, it's, it's just harder to even talk about it. And uh, f furthermore, I believe that the hyper-propagandized perception of California 
negatively affects the nation's national mood. So it's it's not just about California. Keep in mind, it's also about you know like be, it's also about the state of the nation. You know, like when you're when you're basically pointing and laughing at a state and not really proposing solutions for it or anything like that. You know, it 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 kind of matters. It it shapes the uh, perspective that people have of not just California, but the nation as a whole. So I, you know, I guess I'm looking at California through a national prism, in a way. And <clears throat> sorry, I'm losing my voice a little bit. But in addition to that, you know, you also have clowns like Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about a national divorce. And stuff like that, and she she wants to talk about California as if it's a problem. Well, you know, any state that wants to secede from the union would be causing a problem, and any person who would propose doing such a thing is causing a problem. So, do you see where I'm going with this? Like, there's real really no solution that is offered to any of California's problems by these far right figures. In fact, as I've mentioned on this podcast before, the primary right-wing solution to any problem is, you know, just to arrest it, you know, beat it with a club, a billy club or something, slap on handcuffs, throw it in a cell, shoot at it, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Maybe bomb it, (laughs) Um, you know, demonize it and all that, all that kind of stuff. A lot of scapegoating going on. So as an example of good things about the state of California, it's one of the states that has somewhat rejected the failed far-right pro-pollution and thereby essentially pro-climate change agenda, uh, with another state being New York that has challenged that. And I believe my own state of Michigan is trying to make alternative energy more of a regular thing. So those are good things I can say about California, at least to an extent. And uh, before Governor Newsom, Governor Jerry Brown said the following. He noted that President Trump is giving climate denial such a bad name that the opposite, namely climate activism, is receiving a real shot in the arm, we are going to be all the more activated as the president seems to go off into the wilderness of obscurity and junk science. So, yeah, I I agree with that. You know, obviously, Jerry Brown was made fun of in that Dead Kennedys song, California Uber Alice, which is a song that, that I do like, by the way. But he's right on that point. You know, a lot of this anti-science stuff is not appealing to the younger voters who are actually experiencing the real effects of climate change in real time. You know, they're seeing some of the effects, like like how it actually unfolds. And in fact, I, I'm experiencing that as well. You know, regardless of my not technically being a younger voter, I still am breathing in the... Uh, forest fire smoke that's coming into Michigan through the uh, air, you know, from Canada, you know, we're 
constantly breathing, <laughs> breathing in forest fire smoke. And you can actually, it's kind of hard to really explain how it's affecting the climate, but you can just kind of tell things are a little bit different, you know, like you don't really need to be a climate scientist per se to recognize that, Hey, this is, this, this weather is a little bit different this year be, because of the, uh, forest fire smoke. And, uh, you know, I, it's, it's, it's pretty ominous when you can smell smoke, like throughout the entire summer, as I can say that I have, as a matter of fact. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're seeing the, uh, the effects and experiencing, uh, a lot of change in real time, you know, more flooding is going on, more, uh, droughts actually at the same time. And, uh, more hurricanes, more extreme weather. Well, those are exactly the kinds of things that climate scientists have been warning about over the years. I mean, you you pretty much have to be looking the other way in order to not see this. And in some cases, you can't look the other way because you're experiencing this weather firsthand, you know, these uh, effects. So, yeah, California is at least a little bit more willing to accept that this is really happening. And uh, because the Trump administration knew its anti-science proposals would be unpopular, Trump did things like sign executive orders, you know, to fight crime, gangs, and drugs, restore law and order, and support the dedicated men and women of law enforcement. That was one of the uh, little uh, executive orders he signed, which was vague, actually. Like, I don't, I don't know if that really did anything. Um, that executive order, but it was all, it was all like a symbolic gesture. And, uh, you know, if you, uh, sort of beat people with a bludgeon over the head with the concept of law and order, you know, you can sort of overlook all these other issues and you can fear monger about crime being like so rampant that it's just you're just going to be too busy to address other issues and all that kind of stuff. It's really a good distraction to a large degree. It's not like crime is never an issue, of course. You know, violence and whatnot is obviously an issue, theft. But at the same time, you know, we've we've got these other issues going on. So that's why they want to hyper-focus on that. And, uh, you know, it's a very useful tool. So all, all that kind of stuff is desperate, and so is the immigrant bashing and various other things. They cannot win debates solely on merit, so they rely on pathetic stunts and tactics, including scapegoating, and propaganda is really a primary focus. But as Trump has pushed the system's tolerance for bullshit to the limit with a lot of law-breaking of his own, I think more Americans have reached the point where they say, okay, that's enough. And they look at a state like California and they say, yeah, the, the place has its flaws, but we're not going to solve them by a bunch of hyper-partisan bullshit and by keeping the ultra-corporate anti-science status quo as we move, we move closer to fascism and a pos possible theocratic dictatorship. You know, that is how societies will fail if we go down that path.
It's not how they succeed. And you can't just make fun of California, at least not reasonably, when the entirety of the United States is going through various crises too. So, yeah, this is uh, basically all I have to say for today in my introductory episode, where uh, there may be some sequels, so we'll see.